Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. You know that expression, be careful what you ask for, because you might get it? Today I want to share a version of this that can happen in the work setting. So imagine you're doing so good at your job, you're getting technically proficient, you're a real master of your craft, and congratulations. As a reward, now you're being asked by management to manage a team of people who essentially do what you are so good at doing. Sounds great, right? However, there's a catch. Your main role here is to manage the work and not necessarily to do the work that you are so good at doing before. In sports, it's kind of like that whole player-coach dichotomy. It's very rare and very difficult for a player to also be a coach. It's typically better to have a dedicated coach and dedicated players. So what can happen here is another one of our pitfalls of leadership that we're covering in this season. And this one is when you hoard your work instead of delegating. You are promoted or asked to be in a manager role and now you're spending more and more of your time doing work instead of managing because that's kind of the world that you came for and understandably there's a transition or a shift that you need to make mentally and not just from an organizational standpoint. Now there could be lots of reasons why you don't delegate. You just may be unfamiliar and you need some time to adjust. It may be that you just really enjoy doing the work. It may be that you don't trust others to do the work to the same level of quality that you do, which isn't unreasonable because you were promoted into this role because you do it better than anyone else. However, there's a catch. Continuing on this path can really cause a lot of problems at many different levels. First, it can cause a problem with your team in terms of managing them. If you're not delegating to them and giving them meaningful work to do, that can create problems in their perception of your leadership. Second, if you're spending so much of your time doing work instead of delegating it and managing it, you can actually run out of time and not have enough time to do the management piece. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, sure, Joe, I can do both. I'm just going to power through. Well, that's great, and that can work for a while. However, there is a catch. The better you are at doing two people's jobs, and you're thriving, you're doing great, and you say, see, Joe, no problem. Guess what's going to happen at some point? You're going to get even more work to do, because people just think you're delegating and getting the work done and don't realize you're doing two jobs. So now... What you could manage before, even though you're starting to burn out, now you definitely can't do without delegating. So today I'm going to share with you two of the six degrees of executive presence. These are both uh, two, two of the executive, two of the six degrees of executive presence that start with the letter E, engaged, and equanimity that can really help you move from hoarding to delegation. So the first is being engaged. And by that, in this context, I mean really understanding what your people are doing, their abilities, and the things that they have trouble doing. 
And when you engage with them and understand that and assign tasks and delegate to them based on that, it really helps them see your leadership and see that you are managing a team rather than just someone who can do the job but doesn't really have any leadership ability because what leader doesn't know what his team members are capable of and doesn't engage with them and just tries to do all the work themselves. Can you imagine being on a baseball field or a soccer pitch and trying to play all of the positions by yourself? doesn't make for a great team, even though you may be the very, very best, the top in the world at one of those positions. It does not allow for a team effort and doesn't really allow for success in 99.999% of the cases. So when you are engaged, people can really see that and they can get engaged with the work that they have to do and their career and feel your leadership. The second E is equanimity. Now it can be scary to do that, to let go of the reins, especially when you may fairly judge people who are on your team to not be able to do the work to the quality or the level that you would have done it. The key is, how good does it need to be? Are you not delegating because of your fear of failure? Or are you not delegating because they're not actually capable of doing the work? Now, if they're not actually capable of doing the work, you have a different problem. You have a personnel problem. But if they are capable of doing the work, but you're just so worried that you'll look bad, or they'll mess up, or they won't do it quickly enough, well, that's a different problem. And when you just hoard the work because of that nervousness and your inability to trust and to take a chance that people will succeed and also that people will fail, but that you can work with them to fix it and still deliver what you need to. If you can't do that, that will really create a problem in the perception of your leadership and the functioning of your team. So not always easy for people who are masters of their craft to let someone else attempt it and whatever comes out, figure out how to fix it and make it work together. I would love to hear from you if you have the experience of being a new manager and have had difficulty delegating, what that was like. Feel free to send us a voicemail or email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. And as you go through the day today, if you have an opportunity to delegate something, think about what that means. Think about the advantages of delegating it rather than doing it yourself and how the qualities of being engaged and having equanimity can really help you in this regard. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. You know that expression, it's lonely at the top? And previously we talked about in our leadership challenges episodes about it being a mistake to try to be too much of a friend as a leader and some of the challenges of that sort of mentality. 
Well, today we're going to talk about a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum, where leaders try to be or give off the image of being perfect. Now, a lot of people think of the situation, well, if I'm a leader, people you know, can't see me sweat and they can't show my vulnerability because they draw confidence from me. So I have to be perfect. And there are situations where even if you do have some doubts or challenges, you do have to put on a brave face to get through that moment. But that's different than being perfect all the time or projecting invulnerability. So it's a, it's a subtle difference, but it's super important. And I'll share with you a little bit more in this episode about why. So for instance, as a leader, if there's challenges, we talk about being resolute. That's one of the six degrees of executive presence. But you want to be resolute when you know what you've chosen to do seems to be the best choice. It doesn't mean being fake and pretending like you know what you're doing. Similarly, you need confidence, right? You need to be able to execute with confidence. However, that shouldn't turn into arrogance. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.